0: Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char.
1: Hello.
2: You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe.
0: You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at
2: bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps.
0: Well, here we are, y'all. Film festival number 45 million in <laughs> April of 2021. No, I don't remember uh, what what how many film festivals we've done yet or where we're, where we're at, but this it's is the, the fifth. fifth. Is
1: it the fifth film
2: fifth, festival? Fifth or sixth yeah
1: wow if, look at us if you include, fancy if you include slow yeah like there are uh our little uh google doc sheet that we all share yeah yeah it's you know like i'm, I'm thinking that we're gonna have to like start a new page because it's i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> scrolling down too far because <laughs> so well, many like, things on schedule
0: yeah i mean the next couple well maybe the next week and a half two weeks is going to be all sf film festival which is great because guess what it's san francisco film festival so um, we're really happy to cover it. Um, some of the films we actually saw at Sundance, which is rad to see them on the circuit and some of them weren't, or there were film fest or there were films at Sundance that we just didn't get to see. So now we get to see them during SF film, but, um, love covering our hometown and, um,
2: it's also, we- well, the SF film fest is also the longest running film festival in the Americas, which is really cool sorry to interrupt. No, it's crazy. I like that. You said we're on the circuit too. We're totally on the circuit.
0: Yeah. We're, (laughs) we're on the circuit, right in the the circuit. I think that's what the kids say. (laughs) Is that what they say? I don't know what they say. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we've already had like a good handful of interviews and we're about to, uh, bring you our first interview, uh, shortly, but, um, I don't know. It's every film festival is a little different, but I think we always get some good interviews out of them. So
1: usually we're like, oh, it's film festival season. Cause we'll have like, you know, little clumps of, you know a few film festivals together or, um, you know like our, our regular go tos like Cam and, you know mm-hmm. all of those are, and, and, and Mill Valley, you know like they've got their little pockets of when they usually run. Cause we usually just run locally outside of right. Sundance. But right. this year it's just like, I feel like You know, like when they say, oh, it's award season. It's like our film festival (laughs) season is like all year long. (laughs) It's Film Fest Fest year every year. I mean, the thing is, is when we think that we kind of got a handle on, you know, what our schedule looks like or what festivals are coming up. We get another invite to another festival that we'd never heard of before. Or, oh, we didn't know that that's, you know, in three weeks. Or, oh, hey, guess what? There's another festival happening right this minute while we're covering this other festival.
2: Right. Yeah, I I think the, the thing that makes it frustrating is that we're watching all these really fucking cool films and we're talking to people about them but no one else can watch them yet i want I know. to like i want to be like oh you should watch this you know everyone watch this on netflix or something like all these really really good films documentaries fiction shorts whatever and and, and no one can watch them yet so i'm just hoping that that a lot of the things that we cover get picked up soon
1: <laughs> but but, it, but
2: it's not a bad problem to
1: have
0: <laughs> no, yeah. and it's it's just funny because I'll I'll get the same thing, Ange, from you know, family or whoever's listening. They're like, oh, where can I find that phone? Like, eh, it's not out yet, but mm-hmm. soon I'll let you know when. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah it's I don't know this is another silver lining of the pandemic but also uh a a problem quote unquote that we didn't know we're gonna have is like oh we're like invited to every film festival now (laughs) (laughs) oh and I guess we can do them because we don't have to travel there so yeah so it's it's been an interesting uh interesting uh problem again quote unquote for us to have um and figure out but We don't have, now we're not just looking for interviews, like they're looking for us and we're like, we kind of sometimes have to say no, which we didn't have to do that in the past. So Mm -hmm. thanks pandemic. I don't know. So uh, without further ado, we have a few interviews under our belt and we're going to start with uh, director Renee Maria Asubu from the film Dear Philadelphia. And thank you, Renee, for phoning in uh, from, from England. So let's jump into it.
2: Welcome officially to SF Film. We are kicking it off uh, on a real high note with a mid-length film called Dear Philadelphia that we just loved so much. And we are sitting here with the director, Renee Maria Osubu. Thank you for being here, Renee.
3: Thank you for having me. (laughs) And can you introduce your film to our audience? Yeah, so Dear Philadelphia, it's a documentary that's based specifically in North Philadelphia um, and it follows three fathers um, on their journey to better, you know, show community and togetherness. And they do that through, you know, their faith, their friendships and their family. Yes. Um, and you
2: you have a background in photography. And I, I have to say, it's so evident in this film, just the, the way that you shot the framing. It's so beautifully put together. You know, we talked to a composer once who he started in a band. And that really affects how, you know, you moving on to this other realm of art is made. So just such a beautiful film. Um, but I, I wanted to talk about it for those of you listening you're not from philadelphia you have a, a british accent you're from england uh, so can you talk about your history with philly and um how you were able to just capture the american spirit of that city so well
3: thank you um yes yeah, so i was born and raised in london um i first went to philadelphia maybe about six years ago and i was volunteering at a summer camp there so there's this charity um and it's in, in in affiliation with the church that I go to. Um, so I went there and I was you know volunteering for a couple of weeks and one of the weeks um, kids from inner city Philadelphia came um, I just loved the program and the following year I got funding to go do like a three-month photography project in Philadelphia um, and then kind of just got hooked and then started going like twice a year ever since then um, just mainly just to like catch up with the kids as they grew up um, and I just started to build friendships there um, and over time it kind of just became like a second home and I just really loved going there you know taking images meeting with people spending time you we know, going for walks meeting new people um, and then in 2018, I was really just inspired to make it into a film. I had done an exhibition in London and showed some of the pictures and just showed some like little videos, like some videos I'd made with some of the kids. And people just really loved that they were able to see the back, like, see the people speak that were in the images. Um, see, so, yeah, I kind of saw the impact of film. Um, and the year before then I had lost my dad to a brain tumor. Um, so I was really again, motivated to make a film um, that really archives people's lives and experiences and specifically, you know, Black fathers. Um, and I'd seen a lot of incredible Black fathers in Philadelphia and I didn't feel like, you know, they were always shown that way um, in films or media and things like that. i had seen, you know, these people who, this community that was really rich in terms of forgiveness and togetherness and wanted to show that. So um, if
0: you can maybe clarify a little bit so if you went back there or you went to Philly six years ago is that right yeah and then you were going back and forth and so were you building these relationships with these fathers over a six-year period or, or how did that come about it I'd love to hear more of that story
3: yeah so I met Mel probably in 2016, he's the um, he's the dad and he runs the drug and rehabilitation center and he's incredible. And yeah, I just was able to meet like a lot of people who are part of um, the ODAC community, ODAC standing for one day at a time. Um, and then Josh and Mel, um, who are part of the dirt bike riding community and um, Josh cuts hair for the homeless. I met them the summer um, that I shot the documentary before the pandemic in 2019. So just, you know, again, just people that, you know, maybe were passing where they were, I just introduced myself. And within that period, we're able to build a relationship. And they invited us to meet their friends or their families. Um, yeah. Mm,
2: so beautiful. Yeah, we, we talk a lot about timing. And of course, you didn't just make this film overnight. Uh, you know, you, you just brought up, and I'm so sorry to hear you lost your father. So dealing with the stories of these Black fathers must have been really cathartic for you but also this film comes out in quarantine and you Mm -hmm. and it it talks so much about community and how we rely on each other and and we build each other up so can you talk about the process of making this film and and how it coming out in this time is just so much more impactful than you ever could have imagined
3: yeah i think yeah the timing was really interesting um Obviously, yeah, we'd been in a lockdown. So we had shot it in 2019 and then did all of the post-production during the lockdown. Um, and I guess how I first imagined this film coming out was I'd be in Philly. I could invite everyone that was part of the film. I could bring their families and their friends. It would be this really engaging, you know, experience. And then that wasn't an option anymore. Um, I think, you know, even you know, other than the pandemic, even, you know, the Black Lives Matter protests that were going on in the States, you know, that were going on in the UK, um, you know, having people watch the film, having, you know, men I'd never met, you know, guys my age, guys older than me, black men, who when they watched this film, they were just, they were really grateful because they were like, this side isn't often shown. And they're really grateful to hear men that had experienced similar things that they had, Uh, express it in such a vulnerable but also dignifying manner. Um, So I think, yeah, it was really special to have created something at a time where I think everybody had the time to reflect. Um, Yeah, and obviously none of us want to be locked inside our houses right now, but you kind of have the time to maybe watch a short film and to reflect on your own experiences that maybe you wouldn't have had before.
0: Yeah, in um, watching the film and especially reflecting... Almost on a daily basis right now about the George Floyd, um, Derek Chauvin trial. It's so refreshing to see Black joy in America and Black male joy in America. And I want to know um, what the community, how how the community is receiving your film.
3: Yeah, it's been it's been yeah amazing just to hear people's responses, um, and just yeah how they how they're finding the film. So obviously it premiered at Sundance but before then I'd like sent it to the people that were involved in the film and they, they really loved it. And I guess like even just the style of the film, most people maybe wouldn't have imagined that it would have looked like that. Um, yeah. yeah, It's really, I guess it was kind of special for them or for me to see them respond to how I've always seen them as well. Mm. Um, yeah, the response has been something that really, really special um, and more people are now having access it, to it, even just being a part of this festival, um, yeah. Yeah, that is definitely a pro.
2: Obviously, it sucks that we can't all be together to watch it, but just the access that people are going to have to a story like this is, is so great in this moment. Um, w- one of the lines that really really stuck with me was, um, "You can be a positive person and still stay yes. in your neighborhood." I think um, we're dealing with it all the time in the states um, with, with with gentrification, with, with all sorts of things. You know, we're from the Bay Area, um, but but what does that line? line mean to you and and um why did you feel it was so important to include it in the story
3: I think for me it was really important because often like people in Philly sometimes like from North Philadelphia will say things like you know we grew up in the trenches like that's where we're from um like what we saw every day what we saw every day the experiences that we had Um, And I think often other people from the outside can be like okay what can we do to support you to get you out of that you know, to make you better, to give you a better opportunity, but instead, it should be more about. I feel like, what do we do to empower a community to look after themselves? You know, to feel to feel confident about where they're from, to better their own their own people. Um, so I think that line was really important that someone was able to have a positive experience and then reflect on that and be like, no, like I don't have to leave. Um, yeah, and I think you know even. Like I'm someone from London leaving London to go to go to Philadelphia to make a film about Philly so even that's something to reflect on you know like what am I doing you know for my own community and Mm. you know Philadelphia at that time like it has been like a second home to me so it didn't necessarily feel like you know I'd gone on a random trip to like do this investigation of this other place I knew nothing about Um, but I think we can all reflect on you know what are we doing to better where we're from as well and to be a part of seeing where we're from grow, rather than once we grow, leaving.
0: I'm gonna switch up the questions right now and, and get a little technical. Can you talk about the look and feel of the film? I love the black and white and I love, um, I don't know what it's called stylistically, but coming back to making it kind of look like an 80s, 70s kind of film and the color. So if you can talk about that process, that'd be great.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, so I just love black and white photography. I've been shooting in black and white like for years now. Um, and I really wanted this film just to be an extension of the photos. Um, and I think, I think, again, I really wanted to archive, in a sense, this community. Or I'm sure there's, you know, there, there are other people that have you know, been documenting Philadelphia, but I guess to be adding to that archive. And I think something about it being in black and white kind of gives you that, um, yeah, I guess that archival feel. <laughs> um, but even more so, I really wanted other people from outside of Philadelphia from outside of America to watch this film and realize that this isn't an American story, this isn't an American issue, but something on the topic of you know, forgiveness or addiction um, or overcoming abuse. These are actually like international stories. Um, so I really wanted to almost like strip it of color and everything that we would identify with like oh, this is, an Amer- this is America, well, is this LA, is this Philly, is this New York? Then said, okay, who are these people and what are they saying? Um, so that was like the main reason why I wanted this strip it of color. Um, and then I, again, just like love, you know, like 35 millimeter film and right. things like that as well. And, and that was something that um, in moments where I felt like it was um, relevant, I really wanted to show that color. And also it is a documentary and I have shot it in this very like romanticized, cinematic way and I think almost like breaking that black and white reminds the audience like you're actually listening to people's true life stories these aren't scripted things like it's almost like breaking those moments as well
2: well thank you so so much Renee we really loved the film I hope that people everyone watches it and I hope we can come back out of this quarantine at some point point into a society that's a lot more compassionate and, and understanding after watching something like Dear Philadelphia. So thank you for being with us today. Again, we've been talking to the director, Renee Maria Osubu. Thank you. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com.
2: This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Erin Lim. My co host is Angela
0: Tabora, aka Captain Party.
2: The show's edited by producer Shar.
0: We're powered by GoTo Productions.